Hi there, and welcome to the Pursuit of Wholeness podcast. My name is Sally Twelman, and I am obsessed with all things wellness, the basics like food, nutrition, and fitness, and all the other things that help us feel well and be our best, like mind-body medicine, meditation, breath work, mindfulness, thought work, and some more tangible things like finding balance and creating better habits and figuring out how to do all the things so that we can feel our best as women, as mothers, and as multifaceted humans. Believe me, I understand this balancing act because in addition to being a dietitian and an integrative wellness coach, I am also a mom of three busy kids. I'm just trying to do my best every day but I'm super excited you're here as I share my knowledge and experience and as we seek and learn together how to feel well, be healthy, and live a fulfilling life in our own pursuit of wholeness. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pursuit of Wholeness podcast. I'm Sally Twelman, and I have a special guest coming back again because I love her so much and she's so interesting and always has the best information. Allison Sachs is the Farmer RD. Um, She runs a really amazing camp called Farm Camp where she talks about how to use normal things that we have in our pantry, our backyard to really optimize our health and well-being. Welcome, Allison. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yay. And so today we're going to talk about digestive health, which is one of my favorite subjects. So, so many of us are walking around with digestive issues, food sensitivities, heartburn, diarrhea, constipation, nausea, and we really feel like we can't eat these high fiber grains and beans because it causes some digestive upset, some tummy problems. And so what you're going to talk about today is how to make those things more digestible and maybe even a little bit more nutritious. So before you jump into that, will you tell us just a little bit, if somebody's new listening, who you are and really how you got into this approach to food and eating? So I'm Allison. Um, I'm also a dietitian. I married a farmer five years ago, and that really just completely turned my whole nutrition philosophy in a 180 direction. I really got much more curious about grains when I started to have young children or babies and started to introduce first foods because our parents' generation was like, put the rice cereal in the bottle, right? And they'll sleep great. But oh, then I started yeah, to I did that. Wait, like, you're not supposed to do that? <laughs> uh Where you're, you're looking at these like little teeny human beings who are still developing and when their little digestive tracts are acclimating. So grains was one thing where I was just like, their bodies aren't ready. And how can I help their bodies get ready to be able to metabolize and utilize these nutrients without giving them tummy upsets? Mm-hmm. 
And I'll also say like, as a dietitian, I mean, it wasn't long ago where I was like the person in those like bulk bins that I was like, oh, the raw cashews, those must be better than the roasted cashews. Mm -hmm. Right. But I have since learned that like when it comes to plants, raw is not nature's way of intending to consume it. That's so interesting. Okay. So like nuts and seeds and grains, they have these enzyme inhibitors, and that's just like a big fancy word, but it's phytic acid. This is a substance that it's like the principal storage form for phosphorus in mm-hmm. plants. Okay? okay. So phosphorus is what the plants are using to grow. Okay. That's their power source of energy. And they store it up in phytic acid, which is usually on like the outer part of the husk, the bran, you know, so whole wheat and beans, it would be the um, kind of like that shelly part of yeah, it. Yeah. Like the the skin that, that will sometimes come off or yeah. slough off. Slough off yeah. is the word yeah. slough yeah. when you soak it. Yeah. And so it holds that. And with that, Inside, beyond the the husk and skin and stuff, that's where we we're getting all of the wonderful nutrition, right? The calcium, the phosphorus, magnesium. magnesium. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so when what we're trying to do, and we're going to talk about this, is like we're taking these plant proteins out of their hibernation state through soaking them or sprouting them in order to release the phytic acid. So when we ingest it, because we're not a ruminant animal like a cow or a sheep, you really, those mammals have multiple chambers in their stomachs and a completely different enzyme profile in their digestive juices that allows them to thrive on these plants, right? Because you think of like some of the biggest mammals are strictly vegetarians. You just blew my mind right now because I have had this conversation so often with my husband because I'm not, I am plant-based, but only because I do eat less meat, but quite a bit of grains, beans. I'm not anti-meat. I just focus on plants. And he's always like, are you getting the right amount of protein? And I'm like, well, okay. There's this whole conversation around the fact that cows are some of the biggest animals and they only eat plants. And he's like, but they have like five stomachs and they're able to eat all day long. And these things are true, but the basic and also some plants don't have complete proteins. But what I always tell him and um, other people is that if you eat a variety of protein sources, they complete each other. And so, yeah, so you don't have to focus on getting complete protein every single time. If you eat a wide variety of food and you even have some protein throughout the day, that'll complete the incomplete proteins. Sorry, I totally took that off, but (laughs) it brings me back to the conversation that I've had so often that it's hard for us to get the protein from these plant foods because they're less digestible for us. And what you're saying is that if we soak them or sprout them, we actually can absorb more protein. Whoa. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you... I mean, I always describe it, especially to like vegetarians and vegans. It's like, this is something that you really have to do in order to 
thrive. But if you think about it, like a bird, if you have anybody has ever had like a bird feeder, right? And then they're like, they magically have like sunflowers that are like blooming, you know, in this random spot from the bird pooping out that seed because that seed was still protected. Oh, okay. Right. There was one year in one of our pig areas where I had tomatillo tomatoes everywhere. I was like, where did all these come from? And my husband's like, oh, it's from when we were just feeding them all those extra tomatillos because they were eating them. But because pigs have very similar digestive systems to us as humans, they don't have that phytase enzyme to break down the phytic acid, right? So all of those tomato seeds were being pooped out and just, you know, starting to grow. Mm -hmm. So what we are doing through the soaking process. So when we're talking about plant proteins, we're for our listeners, this is nuts. These are seeds and these are grains. Mm -hmm. Okay. And populations, I think that should be more aware of this are vegans. I work a lot with eating disorders. They naturally tend to favor plant-based foods. Anybody who is just suffering from tooth decay and you're like, I don't know why this is happening. It really could be because you're not absorbing all of these minerals and your teeth are not getting that mineralization mm-hmm. um, through the the actual foods that we're... And if your teeth aren't getting mineralized, your bones are also not getting mineralized. No. no. So in anybody with like digestive issues the, that, you know, the grain bloat or the, what were they calling it? The grain brain or things yeah. like that. Nut sensitivities, if you have children that just are not putting on weight or strong building muscle tone, this is a very simple process to capture and utilize um, the whole nutrition of it. Mm -hmm. I think people also, some people complain, I've had this come up in in client sessions where they're getting like itchy mouths or Mm -hmm. like canker sores when they're eating nuts in particular. Okay. Um, And so I just say, recommend like just sprout them, soak your nuts. So they're, they're sprouted and especially walnuts and Mm -hmm. they tend to be able to tolerate them much better. That's so interesting. So this is a technique for anybody who needs to, well, really everybody who wants to optimize their grains, beans, nuts, seeds, but especially for people who are vegan or vegetarian. So they're getting the majority of their nutrients or all of their nutrients from plant-based sources. And then also for people with digestive issues who I know there's a big movement in the the anti-inflammatory diet or not the whole whole 30 is one. But basically (laughs) the premise is that we aren't supposed to be eating grains and they cause lots of immune system dysregulation. And so you should just not have grains. What you're saying is that's not necessarily true. We can utilize the grains. They could not be the culprit. It's actually the way we're having them. So if people have lots of bloat, lots of diarrhea, lots of stomach problems, maybe soaking grains would really help with that. Yeah. And I I think this is also like a product of just our culture is like, we have just, everything is fast, right? We talk about like the Instapot. My mother-in-law got me the Instapot a few years ago, right? Because it was like, you can cook 
beans in five minutes. But what that actually, that's the complete opposite approach of what we're trying to achieve, right? Because what you're doing in the Instapot is just high pressure that's being applied to these food molecules and everything gets locked in. All we're doing is disrupting the starches in an Instapot Okay, when we're cooking grains. So when we are soaking our, our nuts and seeds, so there are like nuts... The bigger the nut, the bigger the the bean, the longer the soak time, right? Because okay. there's just more surface area that needs to be worked down. A seed like a chia seed is not going to be ideal to soak, right? Because that's just going to gel right up. But a, something like peanuts, you could easily soak and then blend up and make your own peanut butter. We also are now seeing in, in just mainstream grocery stores sprouted peanut butter, right? Sprouted Ezekiel bread is, is yes, something that's yeah, been on the I was just thinking for a that. long time. And I yeah. do love that bread for sure. Mm-hmm. So you can, there more and more are coming, but I, I don't necessarily think the consumers understand why we should be consuming this, the sprouted or mm-hmm. parts of it. Yeah. So sourdough bread um, is a really beautiful example of using the soaking method to release the phytic acid from the the grains because you have this kind of like acidic medium, which is the, the sourdough culture that starts to break down. And that's releasing much of like the B vitamins that we want to acquire from the bread. But when we bake, bake true sourdough bread, that's a multi-step long process, right? Versus active yeast. But there's times in my kitchen where I'm like, I don't have a day and a half to bake this bread. I'm going to make these quick hamburger bun rolls. But you can even just, you know, making the buns with some milk, right? That's a little bit more acidic than water. That's going to help break down the phytic acid a little bit more than just say water. Okay. That's so interesting. Okay, so let's go through like what the process is so people can really start utilizing this technique. So you go to the grocery store. What are some grains that you typically buy that that you soak before you eat? And how does that work? So rice, I think is a really, you know, common dinner staple. I just take the rice, I measure it out. Brown rice, white rice. So brown rice, absolutely, right? Okay. Because that still has the bran on it that mm-hmm. actually has the phytic acid in it. White rice or white flour, right? That's going to have less phytic acid in it because we have taken the bran off of mm-hmm. those. And less off. nutrients. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so the brown rice. And so you soak it, you would just cover it in water, rinse it, cover it in water. And then even if you're like, I can't do a full six hours, right? 30 minutes, you know, just 15 minutes, something like that while you're getting something else or unloading the dishwasher (laughs) to start the next load for the day. Any little bit is going to help. Mm -hmm. Um, I will advise that when you are soaking your rice, for example, you want to use a little bit less water when you're cooking it because it's it's very hydrated at that point. Yeah, it will be much more mushy if you follow the... Mm-hmm. the script for that. So one thing maybe you could do, I'm just thinking of the working moms like myself. Could you put it in water the morning before 
work and then put it in your fridge. And then when you're home and you're making your stir fry or whatever, it's already been soaking all day and you can just boil it yeah, up. Yeah, really I just quick. leave it on my countertop. Okay. Yeah. Same thing with beans, nuts. In our culture, we're not used to eating like chewy, wet nuts, right? We like dry, <laughs> dry roasted nuts. But something like almonds. Um, I've seen like sprouted almond butter now in the grocery stores. It would be much easier to make your nuts into like a butter after you soak them because they are all hydrated. But what you could do if you're like, nope, we're like a dry roasted family is you could soak them and then spread them out on a cookie sheet and low bake them on a low heat, like 200 degrees for a couple hours in that way. Yeah. Okay. So what about like canned beans? I know I will make a lot of my own beans and I pre-soak them first just because that's just makes it quicker to cook. But if you buy canned beans, do you those have most likely been soaked, right? They might not have been soaked prior to being being cooked, but they're soaking in that water in the can, mm-hmm. right? So I, what I would say is like just rinse them quite well so you're taking off all of that phytic acid. Like when we talk to clients about like the FODMAPs, canned beans tend to be much lower in, in just FODMAP too. I think they're just lower in nutrition in general. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But for us, but they're cheap mice, and easy. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're cheap, easy. And I think they're a really good alternative for just a really great protein source. I probably have beans daily. <laughs> Okay. But like one thing I did with my babies was I did hummus, right? So I sprouted the chickpeas and then I made the hummus for them. Mm -hmm. That's a really good idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was like a good first food for them. Yeah. Good. Okay. So just to kind of wrap things up, really think about utilizing sprouted grains and sprouted beans nuts and seeds to um, optimize the nutrition from what you're eating and also to optimize the amount of protein you're getting, especially if you are a plant-based person and you can do it yourself or just look for some good sprouted options. Maybe I will look and see if I can find any good sprouted options and link them below. If you have any good brands, you can tell me too. And I will link them below just to make it easy for people. Like I am definitely a fan of making good nutrition easy. And I feel like we can pick and choose what we decide to focus on with nutrition. I think the most important thing is to have whole nutrient-dense foods and really using some of these hacks to help the food be even more um, nutrient dense is so, so helpful. And really, you've given us some really good ways to make it easy and accessible. So thanks, Allison. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And where can people find you? We have a website, Catoctin Mountain Farm. I hang a lot out. I hang out a lot (laughs) um, (laughs) on our Instagram page and kind of show the day-to-day things. I don't do a ton of nutrition education on it on there, but I do show, you know, just what I'm making in my own kitchen and and things Mm -hmm. like that and, and the why behind it. 
Yeah. And the why is so important. It helps us make us want to do it instead of just feel like we need to do it for like, I don't know what reason. So yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Allison. And thank you guys for joining us today. I'm so glad you're here and I wish you so much health and happiness on your own pursuit of wholeness. I'll see you next time. Bye.